1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Ange Postacoglu says as things stand, Celtic are not eyeing up any more January signings. The SPFL brings back the five subs rule for Premiership matches. And Rangers Chief Exec Stuart Robertson says there's little chance big away allocations will return to old firm games. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Well, it's an interesting few days ahead, Gordon. The Premiership football returns next week and in front of fans. This time last week we were standing here thinking it would return but it would only be 500, so good news in that respect. But a big card before then in the Championship. Such an interesting league this year, and it kicks off tomorrow night with Partick v Kilmarnock, but still in front of 500 fans. So looking forward to that. And the five subs rules, I think it's the right call. It allows for bigger squads with COVID restrictions. It allows managers to have plenty back up on that bench. Yeah, there's a lot of pluses and a lot of some... Maybe clubs out there be looking at negatives of the five subs rules, Gordon. And I could understand the arguments. I'm for it first and foremost. I just think that the way we're going about just now and the, the the overload of games and everything that's put on players, I think you've got to try and protect as much as you can. I can understand uh, clubs with smaller uh, squads that it's a bit of a, a negative one for them. But good news for Celtic as well that. You know, they're talking about the transfer market, Julian back playing after the th- 13-month layoff. Um, you know, we're looking forward to Monday night when it all kicks off again in front of a full house. 0141-951-1025. There's plenty of talking to be done before then. So pick up the phone, please, and let Mark Wilson and Gordon DL know what is on your mind, particularly some of the big stories doing the rounds today. Celtic fans, it would be interesting to hear from you on this. So Ange Postacoglu says... As things stand, Celtic are not eyeing up any more January signings. As things stand, it is done. What, what do you make of that? Are you happy with that? I know you're happy with the work done so far. Would you be happy for it to, to end here? Or are there still areas of the team that you want to see addressed before the end of the January window? Let us know right now. 0141-951-1025. Celtic fans, are you happy if this is the end of the business? Or are there more areas of the pitch you want addressed before the end of January? Pick up phone right now uh, and let us know. Five sub rule as well, of course. Always going to be interesting to get your thoughts on whether that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, Whatever it is you've got for us, please get in touch. I feel like we're getting closer. Mark Wilson, you two usually can begin the the build-up, if you like, to a, a weekend. You can kind of do it. They're on Monday night. We're a, li- we're a little bit far out, but... We're getting there And we're getting there With crowds as well Yeah Can't wait till it's back Monday night football um, In front of a, a full house You've got to say It'll be at Celtic Park But We have missed it It was a right call To bring it forward I was on the show the night That we had Alan Burrows on And you know We had a good discussion About crowd restrictions Would it go through That the winter break Would be brought forward And it's been the correct decision Um we have missed our top league We've had the championship You've got to say The championship Has been hugely entertaining uh, and quite unpredictable this season to to keep us entertained, but the nothing nothing really beats the the top league, and I can't wait till it gets underway with some cracking games next week. I, th- I think the most important thing for the fans, it's all about the fans. They're they're now back into the stadiums, which is brilliant. They'll be over the moon. The one thing about the fans will be will be excited to see the new players. 
You know, especially on Monday night because not just Celtic have added to their squad. Sean Maloney's brought in yeah. a right few for Hibs as well. So all fans will be looking forward to see how their new signings settle in. But Mark's right. I think we've enjoyed um, the last week or so the the lower leagues. Uh, there've been some good football, the Championship. Big news: the fact that Derek McInnes went in at Kilmarnock, and it's just unfortunate that the rules aren't changing to next week because. I look at Partick Thistle Kilmarnock tomorrow night. What a cracking game that would be. And I think they get a huge crowd for that. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five Celtic fans, let's start there because we're definitely getting close. We're starting to get press conferences from managers again, isn't it wonderful? Ange Postacoglu claiming the club are not interested in making any more signings this transfer window, despite being linked to various players. So what do you make of that? Are you happy if the business ends here? Or are there areas of the pitch you still want to see addressed? And if so, what are they? Uh, he does admit, though, that Celtic were interested in the signing of Riley Magritte. As we speak right now, there is no other offers or people I've spoken to. So if you the, the 20 names that come out tomorrow are all lies or fabrications or, or people bored at home just Googling names and throwing them up there or agents trying to get a little bit more value for their clients. So I, I can't be any clearer than that. The one thing I won't, I won't do is lie. So there's no one else we're talking to. There's no other offers. There's no one else I'm showing interest in as we sit here today. If that changes, I'll, I'll let you know. You can pretty much throw up any name now and, and pretty much lie, I've, I've got to say. Um, and no one says anything. So I can tell you there is no other offers out there. We haven't spoken to anyone else. Riley McGree was somebody we had an interest in because of my association with him. Um, and obviously I know the player very well, but, you know, he's, after initial discussions, he's decided to, to look elsewhere, which is fine. Um, but we have not spoken to one other player apart from the ones we've brought in, uh, including Johnny Kenny. So all those other names are... Um, uh, 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 fictitious and and like I said um, I, I get it, it, it it's it, there's a bit of value in associating our name with with a player for but that value is with the agent probably and with a player not with us Mark from your perspective with your Celtic hat on we're going to put this out to the listeners but are you content are you happy if the business ends here or were you, were you still hopeful of more um, probably one or two more. Well, one in particular. I said a couple of weeks ago, maybe even last week, was that that I still think competition for a left back for Greg Taylor. When you look at it, ball and goal, he's obviously so far out the picture. Adam Montgomery fills in there sometimes. Greg Taylor's probably the the recognised left footed left back. Juranovic can obviously fill in there. Um, but I still think you need a wee bit of balance to the team. So I thought Ange Postecoglou may have. Still had something up his sleeve then um, But he was pretty adamant With what he was saying there About lies and things being made up um, Fairly convincing That at this moment in time He's got no one on yeah. his mind But I just wonder Near the end of the window You know in a, another week's time You know a game against Hibs Coming up and other fixtures If, if something happens in that position Maybe he'll be forced well, to look at Don't get me wrong I, I think that was the, the importance of saying you know as as things stand Because obviously yeah. things You know can change But I think we can take it That Celtic aren't planning uh, Any more signings at the moment Let's bring in Ian Who is a Celtic fan Are you happy with that Ian If the business ends here If it's Johnny Kenny And the three Japanese players Are you happy Or did you want more Well See to be honest with you uh, Gordon uh, Hi Gordon Hello. Mark and Gordon uh, 
It happened years. I don't know if I said it to these guys, but anyway, I know we're, we're still in January. But uh, oh, that's, that's the last one, Ian. I think that's it. It's nearly my birthday, mate. Ah, well, that, that, you're the last one. 13th of January. No more, Ian. Carry on. Mark, they say the happy birthday that comes, Mark. Um, <laughs> it's not me, it's, And it's it March, by the way. Right, stop this. <laughs> We don't need to be wishing each other Happy New Year anymore <laughs> And we certainly We certainly are not looking ahead to your birthday Which is it two months today? Uh, I don't know what day it's on 13th No, 16th Sorry, right, in two months time Anyway, Ian, right This has gone off track <laughs> earlier than usual Are you happy with the business? Or would you like to have seen more done? In a way, he's He's got everybody back That again Jota's training again Um if he ties up Jota and Cameron Carter-Vickers, which I think the the price for the two of them combined is some in the region of thirteen million. Uh, the prices that I've heard, uh, Mark, you might be able to verify it for me. Uh, I think it's a great bit of business. The boy, John, is it John Joe Kenny or Johnny Kenny? Johnny, or Ke- Johnny Kenny, yeah. Um, John Joe Kenny was last year's <laughs> version. Want John Joe Kenny. John Joe <laughs> Kenny was the one that was it. Uh, left back or right back yeah that's right, right? Uh, the boy Kenny from Sligo Rovers is that 19 years um, good bit of business with that young boy because I think he was on the verge of signing for Hibs Uh, as I say the business has been great in my eyes because I think it's the first transfer window and I'll say to Mark it's the first window in January that we've done my business very very early yeah, it's the first. Well, yeah, the first time in a long time I can remember things being put into place so early. But I thought it was necessary, to be honest. Ange Postecoglou coming in, you know, he had a bit of a shell of a squad. He was always kind of fighting fires, putting things into place, trying to get right formation. So he always had ideas of what he wanted. Uh, and to be fair, he's been backed straight away. To get that business done in the first week of January, obviously the break came at the right time, where you can actually put all your concentration into getting those deals over the line rather than concentrating on match preparation. So it looks good on paper. It certainly does. It looks what Celtic needed. They needed refresh. They needed players that Ange Postecoglou knew and who he thinks he can trust. But only be proved correct when the games come around and these players actually play. And it may take a while. We always say it on the show. Um, players come to a different country and a different culture sometimes take kit. Time Kyogo is the obvious One that stands out That didn't take any time And I think the Celtic fans Are just praying That the other three um, Are the same And Johnny Kenny He's one for the future But his stats Add up With what he's done So far in the game And he's, the goals he's scored So If it's back up In that area Which Celtic needed um, A couple of weeks ago Then They look like mm. they've got it In the young striker as well yeah, it'd be interesting Because obviously Maeda's an attacking player and I assume that as time goes on, Jackie Marcus just gets back nearer. You would think fitness. so, yeah. Uh, right, Gordon, same question to you. Um, you don't have a, a vested interest quite the same. Would you have expected Celtic's business to end here? Are there other areas that you thought might have been addressed this window? Like Mark, uh, I thought the first area would have been round about left back, but I think they've got enough, Gordon. I think the transfer business is done, unless he gets one or two off the books, which I think is needed uh, at Celtic. I'm sure that the manager knows that. If that's the case and some someone comes along that just catches his eye, then fine. 
But if he goes into the season, which he looks like he's got to do now on, on Monday, and it continues through to the January windows closed with that squad, he's getting mm. plenty. Now, the left-back position, I said at the top of the show, Christopher Julian, back playing now. Mm. That gives him another centre-back, whether you like him or don't. Sometimes I look at him, I think he's a fantastic player. Then you think, oh, there's one or two mistakes, but he's been out for... Um, a lengthy time 13 months with that injury but that's a boost as well another centre half another option I think they've got plenty Scales can play left by Taylor he's given Taylor a, a long term contract Juranovic can go over there Ralston's a top of form you just I, said you would have signed one I, I thought they was going to sign one at the beginning but I can understand now that everybody coming into the right. squad I think they'll have enough very on the fence Mm, sounds uh, yeah, a load of nonsense. See, for you to sign one, but they've got enough. <laughs> see, if, if uh, no, I think they've got enough players to rotate the mm. the squad. Gordon, okay. I, d- I don't think it's oh, hold desperate. on a minute. Yeah. yeah, desperate. That's what I'm trying to get points over here. And I guess Ian makes a fair point. If, <laughs> if the if the Japanese trio, as they become known, and Johnny Kenny, if if then Jota and Carter Vickers become permanent, then of course that seems like a busy window. I'm just asking the question. Fans are allowed to be greedy. Mm. Um, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a suggestion that Celtic haven't done anything. It's just, yeah. But I think overall, from when Ange Postecoglou came in to January, what date? January thirteenth, it has brought a fair, you know, squad of players in. But it was needed, uh, and this little refresh of. If you want to call it that Is exactly what the squad needed For the second half of the season Thanks Ian Nice to hear from you Let's bring in Del Who's a Celtic fan From Motherwell Same question to you Del Would you have done anything else uh, This window Or happy to, to leave it there? I'm uh, very, very happy with the window So far um, Considering Where we were at the start of the season mm. um, Realistically looking at the squad now From top to bottom um a few months ago it's, it's I think we're in a phenomenal position to be honest with you um, I, I agree with what the guys were saying earlier I think a, a bit of cover at the back and I would also have liked to have seen a, another goalkeeper coming in um, for back up to Joe Hart That's an interesting one I, I wonder Mark again because this is all about you know as things stand can you get someone can you find someone anyone who wants to take Barkas off your hands and if so does that then change things on in that position I, I I think that would be the only way That Ange Postecoglou would possibly Even look at bringing a goalkeeper in I don't think you can Bring another goalkeeper in When you've got Hart, Bain, Barkas And the rest that are there So you need to shift At least one of them Before you think about backup Bain Is obviously the backup To Hart just now Some Celtic fans have very split opinions on him but um, there's one thing for sure Celtic look a much better and steadier team With Joe Hart on the side And Ange Postecoglou will be hoping that nothing happens To him in the second half of the season Because I, I think he's made a real difference Not in terms of the, not just in terms of the saves he makes But I think mm-hmm. the influence he has on that backline To what level is Scott Bain an able deputy If the worst does come to the mm-hmm. worst Joe Hart faces a spell out And, and there are big games well, in fact, I'll put that to Dell instead, and then you can give me your thoughts. How confident would you be, Dell? Is is that what you're looking for? Are you looking for someone to be a a closer backup to to, to Joe Hart, so to speak? Yeah, I think so. I think, as Mark said, I think it's very, very split with Celtic fans on Ben. I think I think he's a decent enough goalkeeper. Um, nowhere near the standard to Joe Hart. That, that's why I would like to see him kind of moving on and Barkas as well. But 
I I seen something the other day. I think for the for the Colts squad, to the first team, we've got seven goalkeepers or something. So yeah, I we definitely need to move a couple on before they could bring somebody else in. Gordon, is that a fair shout? If you were looking at things Celtic could do um, between now and the end of the window, goalkeeper. I'm I'm with Mark. I think they need to move one on before they bring a goalkeeper in. But it's very in an ideal world. Then though, would would you? Um, I think it's going to be difficult, Gordon, because. Joe Hart is your number one goalkeeper And goalkeepers out there It's not like you've got an opportunity to fight for 10 other positions It's one position Joe Hart's playing and fit He plays every week You come in there as a backup You sit and you may, may be playing a, an odd cup game Yeah but there must so be the lo- quality, there, but there, the must quality. Be loads, there are loads of teams out there That fans of that team Go, oh, do you know what? See if our number one's injured. I'm really, I'm really confident in our yeah, number th- two. I'm not th- saying he's as good as the number one, but do you know what he'll do for th- me. We've th- seen, th- in fact, we've seen it with Rangers in the last few you seasons. Can, John McLaughlin yeah. plays okay. a lot of games. I think Scott Bain's capable of if Joe Hart from now to the end of the season, if Joe Hart gets injured, I think Scott Bain's capable of stepping into his shoes. Yeah, I don't know if he's the same. Uh, Two sides, but he's, he's oh, gloves. The gloves would have been uh, a better. Okay. He's better yeah, than big yeah. gloves. Yeah. I, I, I've said loads of times on here that I like Scott Bain. I don't think he's as commanding as Joe Hart, or when you compare him to Fraser Foster or some of the things that Craig Gordon did. I don't think he, he stacks up to that level, but I think he's an able number two um, for a prolonged period of time. If Joe Hart was injured or whatever happens, then. You would always want, I think, stiffer competition for Bain, if that makes any sense, than Barkas. You've seen with the COVID, uh, COVID regulations when uh, Barkas came from nowhere. Now, he didn't have much to do against St. Johnson, but if something like that cropped up, then... But he, but it shows you, Mark, if he can't get Barkas out the, the, the door and, and loan or sell or whatever it may be, then if it crops up, he's prepared to use them. And you say there about St. Johnson... He's prepared, though. At what point do you... Are you prepared and... When does that cross the line into He had to He had no other choice Yeah And let me just say That if, I, look, I'm not saying he's the best goalkeeper in the world I'm not a great fan But He never let Celtic down that day They got away with that No problem He handled Every bit of pressure That he could put under I thought he actually had a very good game Barkas But I think Bain number Why do you say it in that high pitched voice? I don't know uh, But uh, but I think Bain Is well capable of stepping into that Some some interesting points well made Del thank you That was Del in Motherwell 01419511025 Are you agreeing or disagreeing with what you're hearing? Why not tell us right now Good time to call You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 On the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter We were hearing from Ange Postacoglu Who says Celtic are not interested in any more signings at the moment Despite all the links uh, to other players that you're seeing uh, Out there on social media So it's a simple question Celtic fans Happy with that? Is, Is that okay? Is that good news? Or is there still some business you'd like to see tied up? Really keen to get your thoughts on this five subs rule It's been brought back And it's a pretty easy debate isn't it You either think that's a good idea or a bad idea And uh, we don't agree on much in this part of the footballing world So make sure you share your thoughts You can tweet at Clyde SSB Uh, The previous caller wanted a new goalkeeper A backup goalkeeper signed for Celtic Gary Kirkwood says The biggest difference between Hart and our backup goalies Is experience and leadership He gives the defence the confidence of having him behind them (sighs) 
He's head and shoulders above the other keepers. Oh. Wasted it. Oh, it was actually that was going so well. <laughs> Don't mind that. that. That's all right. That's a Roger Han. That's all right. I like that. That's a I Roger Han. A chuckle. He likes. It makes one. a good point, and then adds an a wee bit of fun at the end. Right, okay. Uh, let's hear a bit more from Ange Postecoglou speaking today. We've not heard from many of the top flight managers. Obviously, over the break, he's confirming Jota has returned to training and could be available within the next few weeks. Eight goals this season. Very popular. Um, with the Celtic fans But he's been out with that hamstring injury Since the start of December Yeah, it's good to have him back Like I said, he's one of the ones we, Who obviously you know, was, was out sort of Medium to long term But he's he's rehabbed really well um, And and uh, you know, joined in uh, training uh, today um, He's been training But joining in sort of team training And uh, yeah, we'll see he won't, he won't be far off If it's not Monday We, we expect him sort of Over the next uh, couple of weeks To, to be available And um, yeah, like I said he's, he's rehabbed really well And he feels pretty good Yeah, they'll chug along in the background But nothing significant's happened I don't think anything significant will happen In the short term Our main focus uh, is to get him back playing and playing well and, you know, hopefully uh, having a big second half of the year. He, he, he started really well for us and obviously had the injury setback. Um, so just great to get him back on the field and, and performing. And, you know, in terms of beyond this year, that, that'll take care of itself uh, at the appropriate time. Twitter was awash with people in the last few days, Mark, saying that him signing a permanent deal was imminent. Ange Postacoglu says it's not. Mm. Is it maybe? Maybe it is and he's... he's Trying to build up a bit of suspense Or you take the man at face value No reason to to disbelieve it And uh, um, people have gone a bit early on that one Yeah perhaps. I think so But I think it's because They want it to happen so much The Celtic fans They, they know a deal is there to be done It makes sense in all parties But sometimes these things just take a wee bit longer um, And I suppose Ange Postecoglou's really got no reason to lie um, He's a massive player in the first half of the season And it's What Ange Postecoglou Is saying there About him return to fitness Is a huge bonus For Celtic Saying if it's not Monday It'll be in the next couple of weeks So I think we can Assume it won't be Monday It'll be a couple of weeks You have to take your time But there's no doubt about it It'll be a huge player For Celtic in the second half Of the season So they they got to get that injury right Yeah I agree I think it's a good boost For uh, Postecoglou and Celtic He's been terrific Gordon Fans favourite they were desperate to get him signed up long term. Um, I do believe that could happen. Uh, I think it will happen. Uh, but Mark's right in the, the transfer world now. It's not just a case of and you come sign a contract and um, have a good career. It takes a long, long time. There's a lot of things to be settled um, behind the scenes. And uh, it'd be really a, a booster for Celtic if they could tie him in doubt. Also, Carter Vickers that Celtic mm-hmm. fans are desperate for as well. Yeah. Now let's bring in Gary, who's a Celtic fan from Ibrooks. Uh, Gary, the transfer business, if that's it done, are you happy, content, good to go for the second half of the season? Delighted, and I just had to say Happy New Year, and it's going to be a good year for Celtic. We start off by beating Hibs, then Hearts, then Rangers, and it'll shut up that uh, Hugh Keevans because he's romancing if he thinks Rangers are going to go undefeated this season. I'm going to go all, all out on a limb and say that you don't think Rangers will go unbeaten like Hugh does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Celtic are in a different uh, kettle of fish this year altogether. That wouldn't end. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't like to defend Hugh lightly. It's, it makes me feel a bit uneasy. I'd much prefer to, to sort of wind him up. But see, when you hear his reasoning, I, I, I get it. I, I have no idea if, if Rangers will, will go undefeated. But this is a team that's lost one league game in 58, is it? 
Mm-hmm. So to say that they will le- then go on to lose none in 19 Listen, it might not happen And it might be bust within a couple of weeks I'm not sure it's as controversial a statement As people are making it out to be When you consider those numbers Like I said, that this is a team that's lost once in 58 So to lose none in 19 I, it, it might be wrong Most of his predictions are wrong I think But this, is it that outrageous? No I don't think it is This ex-Celtic man standing to my right uh, Made the same prediction uh, last Was it last year? Last year yeah, yeah. Um, No look I think it's got to be very difficult uh, Gordon But you're talking about a team that's six points at the top of the league They've got a really uh, powerful squad As you say there you, the, the stats back that up Sometimes as As you know, like see Hugh and ourselves, we make predictions. We're here to be shot down. We're here to get it wrong. Of course we do. But me personally, I think that's a massive ask because I do think that Celtic are, are, are very strong now. It'll be interesting to see how these new signings blend in. But I also think Rangers uh, may come out the transfer window stronger as well. But for but I, I always... I'm never going to have a problem with any fan base being confident, Mark. I, like, I think everybody should just have a... A belief in, in their team And you would understand Why Celtic fans like Gary Would think Well we, we can Gary's stretching it to will um, But certainly well, We can We we can win the, the game when, when we meet in a few weeks time I don't think there's much wrong with that Is there? No of course not um, like The way Celtic played in, in the six months previous Entertaining Exciting um, Still some problems there of course You see that with the games That they've lost so far this season But there's confidence there Because the squad's been boosted And it looks like Exciting signing So of course fans will be confident That they can win these games coming up And they're important games Coming up right off the bat But I think I, I think Rangers will Lose A game or two In the second half But I also think Celtic Will lose A game or two And it's whoever Minimises those defeats Will ultimately Proved to be the champion So I think we're in for a A top end of the season Because the competition We, we see the signings Being made elsewhere I mean Hibs you, Hibs game coming up Monday mm. Sean Maloney New manager Had time to work with his team New signings That's a tough game For Celtic right away Yeah Gary There is quite a lot to get through Before that You mentioned it You know Hearts and Hibs Before that Rangers game You, you don't see problems In any of them You win them all No I do see problems But um, The biggest problem Is, is, is Staying Staying clear of losses As long as you don't lose You're doing okay uh, Yeah I guess um, well, If you don't lose You're doing fantastically well Never mind okay It's easy to get distracted And I don't make I don't think we need to Apologise for it It's a it's a showpiece game In this city um, mm. But a lot A lot really could change Before then I feel like people probably Possibly are falling Into a trap of saying Okay it's six points Just now Mm -hmm. And if Celtic win They'll cut it to three If Rangers win It'll go to nine But when you look at The fixtures before that Could Rangers drop points At Pataudry Obviously Could Mm -hmm. Celtic drop points Against Hearts And or Hibs You would have to suggest so it's a possibility. Uh, do I think that will happen? No. Do you think they'll both go? I think that yeah. I think so. This gap will be as it is. When they they think need so? each other. Yeah, I think they both of them will hit the ground running. Gone. I really do. I think they're good. Quality players and a uh, quality squads. Um, I know that Mark's saying about Sean Maloney going there. If it's Easter Road, better opportunity. It's at Celtic Park. Plus the fact. The fans are back The excitement The atmosphere Same at Pataudry We know what like it is up there I think Rangers have got the players To go and handle that So I do think it will go to When they both the teams meet I think the gap will still be that six 
And I think that's got to be the most important game of the season for me. You have to say, I mean, he, he may well be right, Mark, but they are fantastic fixtures even before that. If you were to, yeah. Gordon may well have his prediction right, but if you were to hand pick some games that might cause these sides problems out with each other, surely Pitodri would be one of them. Yeah. Aberdeen and Rangers have had some very interesting battles in recent seasons. Um, I mean, Hearts obviously beat Celtic in the opening day, of um, that one at Tynecastle. Um, and, and you know Hibs Well it's a, maybe a bit of an unknown Because the, the Sean Maloney factor What stamp has he put on things Some new mm. signings Will Martin Boyle be there Will he play Exactly There's so many factors To take into consideration Before the teams meet Early in February um, And I think both managers Will be well aware of those challenges I don't think they'll be looking too far ahead um, The old cliche One game at a time Now I know teams take games In kind of blocks And they they predict how many points you want out of certain box. But I think when you've got, if you're post the call going, you've got Rangers on the horizon in a couple of weeks' time with these big games, you, you really do have to take them one game at a time and tick them off until you get there. And just hope that the games that Rangers play are problematic as well and perhaps they drop points mm. even before then. I think, think the two big hurdles, if you look before these games, Gordon, the reason I'm saying I think it still will be six. If I was Rangers and I was looking at the fixture list, I'd probably look at the first game back. Aberdeen, right? But Aberdeen's form this season has been really, really poor, right? So I think Rangers have got well, enough... But they're sort of on the up now, though, aren't they? Yeah, but I thought, well, they're playing against a Rangers team that's going for a title, well, I, right? You, you, you sometimes hear, I'm not suggesting they're... That means I think they're going to beat Rangers But you're right. saying that their form's really poor I'm, Surely it's only fair well, to acknowledge looking, that they're, I'm they're getting better where, I'm looking where I think the hurdle could come Before the, the, the Celtic Rangers game So everybody would look at Oh first game by Not played for a few weeks Aberdeen at Pataudry Always difficult I think Rangers got enough to handle that If I look at Celtic Where their problems could come from Everybody talks about Tynecastle. How difficult is Tynecastle? Hearts, full house there with their supporters. Mark will tell you, it's always been one of those places to go. You've really got to dig in and grind out a result. So my two games looking for either team is Aberdeen away and Hearts mm. away. And I think Rangers Celtic have got enough. Uh, Gary, if you were to be greedy, if there was to be something else you would like to see done in the January window, what would it be? Defence. Central defence Left back Left back Left back Everyone keeps saying that But yeah. Gordon puts up a fair point Whether You know Ange Postacoglu clearly likes Greg Taylor He's clearly comfortable At the Juranovic situation Because it allows you to get uh, Anthony Ralston yeah. into the team And then there's Liam Scales Scales yeah I, I must admit I did forget you did, About Scales yeah. and all you know, that You, you were going to pull me up You gave me a nod of appreciation yeah. I, quite yeah. like, I quite like no, that I, yeah. Talk to me about the Greg Taylor situation then I, I I wonder if a lot of this comes from A lack of faith in him From, from the Celtic fans And I wonder if it's fair Or I wonder if People have been setting their ways on that Because the old Greg Taylor Or the old Celtic Would have required Greg Taylor To do what Kieran Tierney used mm-hmm. to do And bomb down the line And maybe get past fullbacks yeah. You know, whip crosses in And, and that was always going to be big shoes to fill Getting asked to do a completely different job now And I wonder if that Does that suit more? And should people be more willing to shake off the preconception about I uh, Yeah, I, I, I still think And I always have done Thought that Greg Taylor gets a particularly hard time For for no real standout reason I think every time he's come into the team He's done fine Now, I wouldn't say he's outstanding um, But that probably comes from Kieran Tierney before him And seeing what he actually 
gave to the team And it was quite extraordinary And you get the transfer fee to match it But I think this new role That Ange Postacoglu has got his full backs playing Takes time to bed in I think Greg Taylor when he's played it Looks fine I, I think even in the cup final When he was asked to go in there and play And, and one time he picks the ball up in the, you know, the right hand side And cuts in and has a shot I think he's adapting more to it So Postacoglu's obviously got faith in him And he's yeah, he's got players there for backup But I still think the fans won't Someday that stand out And I don't know if Ange Postacoglu will go back Into the market for it Thanks Gary 0141 It's a great time to call You could be up next What about this Five Substitutions rule It used to be in place We then ditched it It's now been brought back Are you in favour Of teams being allowed To make five subs Or are you against it Now is a great time To share those thoughts 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 0141-951-1025 Or it's Twitter At Clyde SSB You can get your calls in We're going to talk What's happening here? Producer Callum's interrupting He doesn't that's, usually do this That's the door closed um, This is strange um, He's just didn't, he's made me lose my train of thought How unprofessional of him uh, We're talking about five subs So if you're in favour of it You're against it You've got any thoughts Give us your opinions The SPFL has brought it back oh, This is This is male oh, Aye we don't, we don't care about the five Sorry. subs What is that? It's, oh, a, it's a package But it's I don't know if he thinks it's for me It's Gordon DL Someone has sent you mail that never happens Something like, Someone has sent you <laughs> what, what And the thing that? is That's not It's not like this is a stitch up because That's that, not my address That's the address for here <laughs> <laughs> well, again, Why have you Why so, have so you got a proper royal as mail a, As I wind up Well someone's obviously sent you It's a royal look, it's a, Somebody's actually it's paid a for that Legitimate well. royal mail Yeah What is it? I, I, I don't know I'll tell you what's going to happen here You actually think I'm going to open that I have no idea. I have no idea. Seriously? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. Your name's on it. Get it on. Take it if you want. But hold on. I'm always nervous because it. I don't know. It could be anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's not. <laughs> that so, would be a bit of dampener on the show. Whatever it is, hold it up to it's, the camera. It's a big thing. Is it just going to be something boring like a? It looks like a tie box. What is that? What is that? Hurry up! It's like a swimming cap. What are two what pairs? Is what is it? Peter. Is that a pair of pants? What's that? <laughs> what is that? Oh, they're a medium arm and XL. What, is it? what does it say on the label? They're not active fit pants. It's <laughs> a nappy. Nappy <laughs> pants. Why is somebody saying you nappy pants? I'm you, you, you can get a fair load out of that. Look at the size of them babies. Let me see there. They're thick. I don't. I I can hold them up Hold them up to that Let me see Why is somebody Why is somebody I bet they've sent me a pair They've sent me a large You know your size When you You have an accident In your pants Then you You continue on your day Because you're You're safe Did I actually go with my outfit why is somebody Is there a letter in there? Is there anything in there? Oh no I don't It says free, sa- free sample Tenor men Active fit packs Large They've <laughs> 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 got some Bit of the bottom By have the I, Have hey. I missed a joke In Tuesday I've or something? Honestly, Why someone said no you that? No idea you, I'm gonna... you could get a fair amount In there I, 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 I don't even like See that when you've got When you're watching A box set And you watch 
Famously watch it's every episode in the one You don't She's even need to get a Stick a pair of A 12 hour stint You don't need move, Have I'm you a, said A big curry I don't, I, I don't get it though Usually it's like in response Like so when you needed a new phone cover Someone lied. sent you a new phone cover Yeah What's oh, this? Yeah I said I want What's a pair So <laughs> I could sit in make, So I could sit in a recliner and I don't think I think it's more for When yeah. it's involuntary you know, like if you if you if you can control <laughs> so, it, I don't I think, think it's people actually drive and listen to this. Uh, well, I mean, the, the gauge for how good they are, they've got <laughs> five they've stars, got seven teardrops, and it gets well, five and a half, five and a half good. teardrops. Of it. They're strong mean. stuff. My limited mean. knowledge of these things that sounds absorbent. <laughs> they're actually horrible. They sound well, extremely the absorbent. They're actually oh, horrible. They touched. You know that they're disgusting. That, that's it. Clean. <laughs> right, anyway, <laughs> over you. Imagine you sent them. But someone's full. paid to post it. Like, I as I said, I held up. That's a proper. Um, I thought it was some golf or something. I was all excited. Anyway, right. Uh, Alan's <laughs> hanging on the line, wondering what on earth's going on. Oh, Let's be serious. Oh. Game face. The SPFL has brought back the five subs rule. Stop it. Put them away. <laughs> game face. <laughs> Can we get our game I'm turning face your mic off. This? I'm turning your mic off. Um, it's to help teams cope with the impact of COVID on the squads. The increase from the current three per game rule that we're used to. Um, 75% of top flight clubs were in favour of the change, and it will take effect when we return from the winter break on Monday. So Celtic Hibs They can make five subs uh, to, to support player welfare Assist with the congested Fixture schedule um, Alan's and Ridry Are you in favour of that move Or not Alan? Not at all I think you should leave it The way it is Three subs It's getting to the point now That uh, They're going to uh, I can just see Going like more like American football They're going to bring A special team on For a, a free kick and then It's just and Too many interruptions And uh, the only way I could say, maybe say, would work if you were to say, if, if you were bringing five subs on, two of the subs had to be like under 21s or part of the, the, the backups. Yeah, the, the, kind of youth academy or something. Aye, uh, something like that. That's the only way I could see. But uh, give the youngsters a chance. But as for five subs, sometimes when you're 11 against 10, it, it might not be the best. Uh, if your team's doing 10 men, but you can see your team trying a bit harder on that. I just... Think leave things the way they are. That's not broken, so don't try and fix something that's not broken. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of sense in what you're saying, Alan. I, I guess the 75% of clubs probably feel that whilst it might not be broken, the impact of COVID is meaning that it is it, kind of broken or it's moving towards broken because players are more tired. Um, you might be having threadbare squads, whatever it is, players coming back. Does that not sway your opinion at all? I can understand, as I say to the producer, I can understand it being in the, co- the times of COVID now. So maybe if, I, I, we're going to have to live with COVID, so I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see five subs being the answer. Yeah. Unless, as I say, bring to, to the youth academy between, it's going to give youth a chance. But apart from that, no, I don't see it. Because some clubs have no go. It's, yeah, it's big squads. Um, you two said earlier you were in favour of this. Does Alan not make a, a fair point? No, I, does it, at what I, point does it become sort of farcical or? I say I could understand. I could understand the clubs that obviously voted for Gordon. Um, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent in favour. I think it does give a bit of advantage to the bigger clubs and the bigger squads. You say there about 
um, you know, COVID and things. You go back to St Mirren not that long ago when they had to bring in players just to fill the bench. They couldn't put five subs on. They're playing against maybe a team that's got a big squad that's obviously got a full advantage. Uh, yeah, I can. I'll go with the arguments that that you've got to protect the players, an overload of work, and but th- that's why these clubs have got the bigger squads. Um, so I, I, I see both sides of it. Let me say that I'm on the fence with this one. I don't know what Mark's opinion is. What do you mean you're on the fence? You said you agreed with oh, it in the opening this a lot. bit of the show. Um, I, didn't. I, I agree with it. I says I could understand the clubs. Uh, you, you says I'm for it. I remember. Yeah, actually, you know what he did as well. And I'm glad those cameras on. He put his hand on his heart as if to say, like, I, I, I'm all for this. That's what you did. I did. You, did. Never, you certainly did. You did. You touched your chest with an open palm and you held your other hand up and says, I must say, I'm all for this. Like you're in a court. Play it back. Yeah. I was trying to get them on. Anyway, yeah, um, anyway look. <laughs> I'm for it <laughs> With my hand on my chest um, I think with the games coming up And you know they are It's a fairly congested fixture card I get the point That the smaller clubs may not be able to fill those nine subs But I think when there's an opportunity there To ease the load on the players who are actually playing And the opportunity can be put in place Yeah I think it's the right call In, in terms of the under 21 t- uh, Rule that Alan was saying I remember when it had to be under 21s on the bench. Was it under 21s here? Yeah. Under 21s had to take place on the bench. And there was a there was often a feeling that they were just there to make up the numbers. And I think it hadn't, hindered... Hadn't earned it. Yeah, I think it hindered some of these young players who thought they had made it and thought, I'm on the first team bench. I had no chance of playing. And when you look at probably the records, a lot of them fell away. So I don't agree with that. I get what you're saying. Give youth a chance. But I think there's better ways of including youth than... Total gestures uh, of them having to be put on the pitch um, just to tick a box, but I think five subs suits us for the second half of this, the the season. I think all teams will benefit in the long run. Um, interesting to note that it was seventy five percent. Alan Burrows, Motherwell <laughs> chief executive, as he likes to do, always very open and honest with his fan base. Went onto Twitter and said, "For what it's worth, Motherwell did not vote for this change." Um, he felt altering the parameters of subs Halfway through a season Was something he didn't think was right um, But also now having the possibility Albeit he accepts very unlikely Of there being 14 subs in a single game Because you've got your, mm. your five each And then is it a concussion sub or whatever they call yeah. it you know, One in each half I think you're allowed um, and, and in terms of making the substitutions um, I wonder did it have to be made within Well last time it was last time it was three three, three it was three three changes, uh, three stoppages. Yeah, that was the yeah. last time I I would assume. Because um, in terms same. of what Alan Burroughs is saying there, you can you can see if it's five subs each, stoppages for every subs, mm. it becomes a bit of a farce. You know, it will be there all night. Do you know what I I'm always a little bit torn on? Because you, you hear it that this quite simply favours teams with bigger squads, and people say, you know, what are you doing? Why are you signing up for that? You know, you're you're holding Celtic to nil nil, and then you look to the bench and they bring on Jota and Kyogo, you know, whatever the case may be. But I'd imagine that clubs, it's all relative, isn't it? Clubs just think, well, they always hear our season won't be defined against Celtic or Rangers, and if you are, albeit Motherwell didn't want to, so if you're St Mirren against St Johnston. You think well We would just quite like The opportunity to To keep the squad fresh If they're struggling Is that Or, or does it Or is it a, Is it stacked in favour Of the big squads And if if that's the case Why do the smaller clubs Vote for it Well 
If I'm honest, if I'm thinking it as a manager, if I've got the opportunity to make five subs, I would welcome it. So you're not really just, worrying about the opposition? No, I, I don't think you can get bogged down worrying about the opposition. You as a manager have uh, got really one uh, objective, and that's to concentrate on your squad and getting the best out of your squad. I think if you've got five changes, then you take it. Now, nobody needs to say, nobody's saying you need to make those five changes. But if your team's having an absolute nightmare of a game At least you've got the opportunity To actually make mm. a real change to your team Rather than just hope Three guys may come on and, and change the game You've actually got five players there to choose from And it's how you select your bench How you select your nine subs as well Gives managers a, an opportunity You make a fair point Alan But they're not having it Hopefully we'll speak soon Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. Your chance to get one over on Mark Wilson or Gordon DL. If you give us a call right now, 0141 951 1025, the lines close at 7 o'clock. I think we had a win for Halliday last night. Good game last night. Good standard of 5 4. What? You weren't here last night? Tuesday. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I'll tell you about his, I'll tell you about his performance on Tuesday next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. Gordon DL had a little outfit change, wardrobe <laughs> change during the break. You going to test them out? Going to no, see if they work no for us live on air. Let no it go. Need to Let go. It go. I never thought my career would get to this low. Well, obviously low if I, if I fill them. Well, this, but this isn't more than getting hounded out of Inverness <laughs> and getting a police escort away, is it? Certainly not. By the way, he actually says to me, put them on and see if it comes through your trousers. Yeah. Yeah. Go and test them. Somebody's oh. went to the effort of sending you them. see how absorbent they are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. For anyone who's confused and is just joining us, we received mail into the studio. It was proper postal set up, sent to Gordon DL, and it was a it was tenor men nappies and something like that. Um, yeah, I think the less said about that, the better. Let's go on to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. We have to give him his moment, Mark Wilson. So you didn't hear him on Tuesday. No, I, didn't, I missed it. Unfortunately, oh, come on. He answered seven questions. Yeah. And got seven correct No No way Hold on Hold on It was unbelievable So the time ran out We then said Okay let's go Gave him the eighth Got it right Gave him the ninth Got it right Really? And he blew it on the tenth question Seven out of seven Live on air that's impressive From the guy who thought Dubai was in the United States of the Arabs That is impressive I think, Well I think, done I think, I think New year, new you and all that I think they belong to wee James that played me in Tuesday night. I think they <laughs> What did James get? I think you're about two or something I think hey, That's good, well done Aye Anyway, let's bring in Alan and Blantyre Alan, what's your point? Oh, I was going to say what's your point His points to play beat the pundit, <laughs> that's why uh, You get into autopilot sometimes on this show Are you feeling confident, Alan? Have you ever played before? I've never played before, Gordon. Right, but see, to be fair, I, I was wanting to play Gordon, and then I remembered how you played Tuesday night, and uh-huh. I'm a bit intimidated now. Oh. So. See, mm. they're starting to run scared of you. Yeah, it's okay. We've got the equipment in here for you, mate. If it all goes wrong, heads it's Mark Wilson. No tails, <laughs> it will be Gordon DL again. <laughs> it's heads this time. It's Mark Wilson up against. Uh, see that again, Alan. Uh, Gordon can pass Blantyre with the ball That's true That's you know? true You could you Yeah could, you yeah. Could uh, just leave your, leave your address and everything I'll pop in You know I'm not busy tonight Don't ne- worry about an it An extra package for you there as well You could drop off the goods That you've been sent in You could donate them 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, Alan. If you win, I will drop you there more. Assigned. Well. Yeah, <laughs> By the way, can we do that? Assign nappy. <laughs> <laughs> this show really oh, has no. had a low. I'll, I'll, I'll think we should throw that nappies. in. I'll not be a, a full signature. I think we should throw that in. Assign <laughs> nappy. So the same ball and the same. Sure. I will shine that ball men. and send it to Alan. Alan, uh, I'm going to lose in purpose now, so you get this. Right, okay. Um, let's give Mark Wilson some Clyde too to listen to, so that he doesn't steal Alan's answers. Alan, thirty seconds. Answer as many questions as you can, and if you don't know, just pass quickly and move on. All right. Thank you Let's go 30 seconds starting now Who will Rangers play In the next round Of the Europa League Pass Name any current Celtic player Who's been with the club For 10 seasons or more Callum McGregor Hibbs recently rejected A £2 million bid For Martin Boyle From which country Uh, Saudi Arabia David Marshall Recently signed For which English Championship side UPR Casper Schmeichel And Tim Krul Both spent time on loan At which Scottish team Which Italian side Does Aaron Hickey play for uh, Bologna Who is the top scoring Scotsman In the English Premiership So far this season Pass Okay uh, Let's bring Mark Wilson back Mark can you Hear us You got yeah. us Yeah Yeah Good Just I liked his I liked his, uh, his style His style Yep He sounded lively You ready Yeah Let's go Who will Rangers play In the next round Of the Europa League uh, Dorn. Name any current Celtic player Who's been with the club For 10 seasons or more Cal McGregor Hebs recently rejected A £2 million bid For Martin Boyle From a club in which country? Saudi Arabia David Marshall Recently signed for which QPR. English championship side? Casper Schmeichel And Tim Krul Both spent time on loan At which Scottish Falkirk. team? Which Italian side Does Aaron Hickey play for? Bologna Who is the top scoring Scotsman in the English Premier League This season? Uh, pass who was that? What's the verdict, Alan? Um, they passed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like both of you were going really quick. You know, yeah. just getting the answers fired out, which you should. Uh, first question, though, Alan didn't get it. Mark did. Borussia Dortmund. Um, then Alan found his rhythm. Callum McGregor, ten seasons or more. Chase Forrest and Tom Rogic. Mm. Um, sorry, Arabia. Um, no, Callum's shaking his head because. Alan said Martin Boyle Because he thought That was going to be the question And then when he heard The full <laughs> question He said Saudi Arabia I'm just giving him it um, What do you mean You're just giving him it Martin Boyle's not a country <laughs> nah, I'm giving him the United States of Arab I didn't say that That was, that was <laughs> Thank you okay, Alan You're no one in anyway just David Marshall Signed for QPR You both got it Mark stays one in front QPR I said that Sorry Falkirk Was Casper Schmeichel And Tim Krul You both got it Mark Did stays he? one in front Aaron Hickey plays for Bologna Both got it Mark oh. stays one in front The top scoring Scotsman I'm going to go McGinn and McTominay No I can't think of any other Scotsmans Shane McAdams oh. Really has yeah. he? Oh, nah when he they've is. got that Don't yeah. tell me Alan got that He didn't 1, 2, Good. 3, 4, 5 A 6, 5 Or 4 A 6, 5 victory for Mark yes. Wilson Well done Hard lines Alan Ah listen I enjoyed it Thank you very much, Mark. Uh, we enjoyed having you on, Alan. We enjoyed having you on. And it means we don't yeah. need to give that away as yeah. a prize. Yeah, I don't and think I anybody don't, wanted that. And I don't need to go to Blantyre, which is a yeah. bonus oh, as well. Enjoyed yeah. that. Good standard. That was good, good standard. Yeah, yeah. just the better man. Were the no. questions so. easy? Yeah, I thought no. so. No, 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 no. I thought the questions good were questions, easy Cal. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Varied. <clears throat> Can't believe he didn't get Bruce Dortmund though. Where's he been living? Celtic fan Just not interested I guess that I just got it No no I just got it I was panicking Because you're right If I get the first one wrong 
I'm you snookered uh, you Start sweating me, You need two of them <laughs> A piece of one <laughs> We'll get the first one wrong Aye. <laughs> A good victory Back to winning ways After last week Kenny says on Twitter Who is Shea McAdams I don't actually think That's his name It was just a wee joke uh, Granted Kenny It wasn't a very funny joke I do hold my hands up to that It was just a nod To him being an adopted Scot People on Twitter So ah, serious so Anyway serious. Uh, Alan is in Falkirk We're talking about The five subs Alan Is that something You are in favour of Or not Yes uh, Like the panel Well Gordon Could have changed his mind But uh, No I think it's a good thing Especially With Covid uh, Covid Players getting Covid uh, But as I say to your producer It was uh, Alan Burroughs Who comes on your show And makes a lot A lot of good points uh, You were saying He was on Twitter Saying that Motherwell voted against that Because they shouldn't be Changing rules Halfway through the season Did Motherwell no vote For the winter shot Didn't he get moved Halfway through the season So Is that the same as Changing rules well, yeah, well, it was saying that the winter shutdown was from A to B and it got changed. Mm. I made my came on before Christmas and made my point. I didn't think it should happen as a Rangers fan. Uh, and there's a bit of a cynic in me with the First Minister, who I personally think is against football, and we're getting close to the Six Nations that we're getting fans mm. back in. Yeah, um, yeah I've, heard, I've seen that theory, to be fair. Um, with, with hindsight, Alan, did, did it... Has it worked on a footballing, you know, perspective? Though whether whether you think it's for the Six Nations or not, the ten teams who voted for it did it to try and get fans back in after the winter break, and, and that'll now happen with the benefit of hindsight, which I appreciate. is great. You didn't have it at the time. Is it, has it worked? Are you happy the way it's panned out? It's worked for getting the fans in. Yes, yeah. it has. Uh, fair enough. Alan's in favour of the five subs. He thinks that Motherwell. Who are not in favour of the five subs is a bit contradictory because they wanted to move the winter break. Are, I, I are those I, comparable? No, I don't agree with that. There was always going to be a, a two week winter break, and I thought it was common sense uh, because it's obviously well, it's been proven to be right. The fact that the, the fans are getting back, so it was a good decision to make, Gordon. The five subs were changed. That is a rule change. Um, I, look, there's arguments for and against it. I, I, Matt makes good points as well about, you know, if if he was at the lower clubs, they could get uh, five uh, substitutes on and try and change a game. Gives the squad a bit a better chance. We know that the top clubs are overloaded with games and whatever. Um, I, but I, I, honestly, I'm in the middle of it. I'm in the middle of it. I really am. The worst but, was last season. Do you remember last season from memory? So someone <laughs> will need to correct me. Was it not only the championship last season did not have five subs? I Every other league so, in Scotland yeah. did, but the championship didn't. Um, <laughs> which is that that seemed really strange. Alan, you're for it. You've heard, I'm sure, the the usual counter arguments that this benefits the the big teams and, and sort of goes against the smaller teams. Do you buy into that? Yes. Yes, there's a you can see that as well because the bigger squads is going to benefit. Uh, there was my team Rangers last year when you were winning two or three nothing, you can make five subs and get players on. So yes, there is benefits as well for being a larger team. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I should I, I maybe have been a bit unfair um, doing that that selective thing. You know, I read a bit of Alan Burrow's tweet talking about how Motherwell voted against it. I don't think he's particularly. Um, like furious about it, or you know, he does say um, that said it's a democracy. I totally accept the will of the majority of our fellow Premiership clubs, and we'll get on with it. You know, I, I did miss that quite crucial qualifier out mark. I don't think this I'll, is a 
This is not as contentious I don't think As bringing As, as the debate that was had About moving the winter break No uh, Of course not I wonder Why we Why did we revert back To the three substitutes At the start of the season Because I'm pretty sure Everybody had an idea That this season Might be disrupted When we finished last season And we were moving into this season And fans were back I think we all Understood that we were were never out the woods with, with the COVID situation That things could change So I just wonder why We reverted back And I wonder if that will be in the thinking For going forward now that we've went to five Will it stay at five For a prolonged period of time And I'm talking into next season Because when this virus Is still going through the country It's still affecting squads It's you know, taking a lot out of teams, then for me it makes sense to keep yeah. that rule in place. Uh, as a Rangers fan, Alan, what are you making of this transfer window? It's, it started with a bang, didn't it? There was so much said about Nathan Patterson. Uh, he obviously went for big money. Uh, James Sands came in. W- where are you now? Have you have Rangers done their business? Will John Souter be added in the coming days? Uh, very happy so far to get that price for uh, Nathan Parson, who is still is still relatively young and still inexperienced. So to get that money, I think is excellent. And I know I think I think there'll be another couple of signings. I think Suter will be one who is a very good defender, but I think there'll be another couple, hopefully at the club. It certainly looks like. How can we? Keep softening this up In case it changes Because um, football's weird like that We thought Riley McGree Was going to Celtic Certainly looks like Rangers Move for John Souter Is getting closer Mark Wilson Yeah I think we can say that uh, Safely um, So that's one thing Pre-contract And then of course Much like Tony Watt Or, or anyone else It then becomes Okay great He's a good player or, or he's not Whatever way you feel about it I think most people Clearly do think He's a very good player um, and, and does it then happen now well that's the thing It's the, the figure that the two clubs Will have to come to Because I think if your heart's in Robbie Nielsen You have to do what's best for hearts um, John Souter Top professional If he has to stay at hearts He certainly won't let hearts down And Robbie Nielsen will know that So He's got his own um, Ambitions of finishing third In the table He wants to keep his best players So if Rangers want to take him just now To improve their chances Of retaining the title Then they're going to have to pay a decent sum of money And I'm not meaning millions But They aren't going to get them for, for pennies in January They'll have to come up with something That suits Hearts That allows Hearts then To reinvest that In the position that they're losing out in I think you've been the building By the end of the window gone So it's not only The pre-contract is happening It's getting Yeah yeah. I think I, th- I think just reading in, Yeah I know that obviously You don't believe everything you read But just You're getting the gist of things That It looks like he favours Going to Ibrox I think it's a Fantastic bit of business If he does And like Tony Watt I think that uh, There's no point John Souter And I, I take on board Mark talking about Terrific professional And you know He'll give his all for heart So would Tony Watt But the minute Tony Watt Was signed a pre-contract With Dundee United He found himself on the bench And you can understand Motherwell's situation And that I think that business Will be done as well So if he's going to go And sign a pre-contract Especially with a team In his own league Like Rangers I think there can be Negotiations there For a deal to be done And I think that'd be A real good bit of business Gary, Gary Caldwell's a good one To speak to on this Gordon You probably yeah, know right, his yeah. story Yeah At Hibs when he came to Celtic Similar position um, Signed the pre-contract And he got a rough ride 
from the Hibs fan I think it was his first game back And he made a mistake I'm pretty sure Hibs fan got on his back So it can become a difficult environment When you sign a pre-contract um, For a rival club So it would be in everybody's interest I think To get the deal done But I don't think Robbie Nielsen Will accept Hardly anything for him Or do you leave him Where he is until the 27th of January And that way he's Played against Celtic, Celtic. The night before No <laughs> yeah. yeah It'd be a good tactic Would it be a good tactic I still think I said earlier I still think that By the time they get to the February game The points But it's all about the players as well I think you've got to be fair Yeah Matt's saying about You know Robbie Nielsen Do his best for Hearts Of course he will That's his job And Hearts will look after themselves but I just think that if Rangers and Hearts can come to a bit of common sense, get the business done, if the boy's going to go to Rangers, which I think he will, I've, I'm confident he will be in the building by the end of the transfer window. Alan, it was lovely to speak to you. 01419511025. That's the number you need to join in with Alan if you're agreeing or disagreeing with what you have heard so far. We're talking five subs. Are you for that? Are you against it? Uh, we've also been hearing from Ange Postacoglu saying as things stand... That is Celtic's business done Of course that, that may change And we were wondering If you're happy with that Celtic fans Are you content with what's been done Or would you prefer to add something else uh, Before the end of the window Do you know what I really liked today That really stood out for me Because I thought We could have all manner of fun in this Scottish football needs to embrace this uh, Rangers managing director Stuart Robertson Hinted uh, that, that the Ibrook side Might be prepared to consider hosting A you know a behind the scenes documentary A Netflix style Formula One, Drive to Survive, oh. All or Nothing, that type of thing. Mm, great programmes. I want your thoughts on that. Would you like to see your club do it, first and foremost? And if so, let's take it a bit further. Which clubs in Scotland would be tailor-made for that type of thing? Surely we can have a bit of fun with that next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here and it's time for them to team up and tackle tonight's full-time teaser. It's been sent in by Stephen, who's in Rutherglen. So thank you to Stephen for sending this in. It's a very simple question and I'll be honest, see if I was to tackle this, I think I'd be miles off this. It's just not something I've kept in touch with this season for whatever reason. Can you name 10 players who've got eight or more English Premier League goals this season? Oh... I've got the answers in front of me I Maybe half of them Ten Players No <laughs> Scottish players English players Just ten um, You think there are You think there's a possibility That there are ten Scottish players With eight goals or Manny. more In the English uh, Premier League Manny Manny Salah, uh, Salah. Right hold on Hold on Hold on Steady Right Sani Yes and Manny, sorry Manny. I've gone and combined the two <laughs> Manny, Sally <laughs> I've, I've created a superhero Between the two Right um, Manny and Salah Yeah, no. yeah Kane, no? No He's not one um, He's okay. not having a great season In front of goal, is he? Uh, Obviously But Ronaldo Yeah, yeah Ronaldo Big Ron, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay One more guess from you, Mark uh, Come on, Mark uh, Okay, I'll go I will go Go someday um, Whatever you do She Adams No oh, Just <laughs> Do you know I was going to do that one <laughs> I'm delighted you just Right, fell right We'll leave it there Stephen in Rutherglen Says Can you name The ten players Who've got eight Lukaku. or more Lukaku. No Ten players who've got eight <laughs> or more Havertz 
No I'll finish the question this time <laughs> 10 players who've got 8 or more English Premier League goals So far this season You've got Mane, Salah and Cristiano Vardy no Ronaldo Yes well, I said we would leave it there But well, never done. mind Simple instructions You don't do them uh, Full time at Clyde1.com By the way If you want to hear your question Used on the show uh, No offence to Stephen and Rutherglen That's just a very straightforward one Doesn't require A great deal of Research or imagination But um, You can send over Whatever you want That's the address Full time at Clyde1.com Right uh, Just for a bit of fun uh, We can turn it into Something more serious If you want I noticed some interesting comments From Rangers Managing Director Stuart Robertson today Speaking to The Athletic He was hinting uh, that the Ibrox club could be considering or, or, or would be prepared perhaps To consider hosting a behind the scenes documentary Because they knocked back Offers to dramatise their title season from, from last year mm. Now these things have become The staple of streaming platforms Haven't they? We mentioned Formula 1 Drive to Survive uh, Netflix, I think Gordon won for you You've seen the PGA Tour is about to do something similar for the golf Oh I, lo- I love it yeah. I absolutely You've love it You've got the all golf. or nothing ones You've got the Brilliant. Sunderland Till I Die Formula 1 one is fantastic yeah. Listen the fans can tell us but if Would you like your your own team to do this? Or does it just set you up for Potential embarrassment? Mm, I, I would like to uh, Supporters I think would like to see What goes on day to day And what goes on behind the scenes I, I really do Gordon It's so interesting um, uh, I mean, th- but think about it, right? If you're a, it's easy for us to say if you're a Sunderland fan and you have to stand, sit and watch that guy obsess over what nightclub music he wants for the players <laughs> walking out. <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> something else, that boy. We <laughs> throw at yeah. Like we neutrals find that. If that's your own club, you're gutted at that. Mm. Yeah, but it gives you an insight to what your club's what all you're about buying into. and what yeah. you're buying into. Well, yeah. yeah, I don't think there's much downsides to it. I must say, no, I, I, I really don't. Um, I think the fans would be fascinated with it. I think fans pay a lot of money to go and support their team, and I think just every so option uh, often they should get the option to see a glimpse, a brief glimpse behind yeah. the, the scenes. Now, don't get me wrong. I know, I know cl- club TV, you know, does that to an extent, but it's maybe uh, not the kind of walks and all. And in years gone by, when I was playing, you had the open days at training where the fans would come in and see you for one day training. But imagine that the Rangers did uh, recently. Didn't recently, they, I think. Yeah. yeah. But imagine having that access in the dressing room, behind the mm. scenes, upstairs in the boardroom. I think oh, it I would know. be. It's just it's been do you not like to see Motherwell's sort of a behind? Well, I know because I go and watch her training most days. No, that's the thing. I think in th- I think in theory, mm. yes. And until you then find out that the the club you love or, yeah. or what you you like to think they do great things behind the scenes, and you, you you maybe get some nasty surprises. Like I said, I just can't shake the feeling. If I was a Sunderland fan, there are bits <laughs> of that I would have absolutely detested. I I just think it's maybe it depends where the club is in terms of. In a good place, yeah, bad but place. I, I think the majority of fans will be interested in the ones phone here in the year. I think they would love to see that. Really and the do. argument would be if it was Rangers or Celtic that the pressure is too great in these teams to, to show yeah. glimpses behind the scenes. But you only need to look at down Man south, City. Man City doing it. Man City one was incredible, and the access it, it allowed. Um, and Tottenham, obviously, with Marino going mm. through a, a full changeover, they allowed it. So, why? You know why can't our teams allow it? And of course, it comes with its financial benefits. I'm sure there'd be a a hefty pay packet for whoever decides to do it. Yeah, I mean, I was asking for your suggestions. Which club? If it, first of all, would you want your own team to do it? 
Would you be watching it through the cracks in your fingers Or, or would you be all in favour of your team doing it And what, what teams in Scottish football would make for A good uh, documentary series I think Celtic and Rangers obviously Because there's just so much drama mm. Intensity, pressure, rivalry, storylines everywhere But every club here has got a, a great story I think And Mark Sloan makes a great point Transitioning from amateur to professional Queen's Park are ideal For a Netflix documentary Set up well Wouldn't just now yeah. This amateur club Who plays at the national stadium mm-hmm. In front of not very many fans And then the stadium gets bought And, and they move And that's not done yet So they're playing at Star- Firhill yeah. And they've gone and got a head of recruitment Or a sporting director from Alkmaar It's the start of our journey I like that. So yeah Any TV companies out there Get in just now You can... Release the finished article When they Eventually get to the Premiership And you've got A documentary That everybody would watch I would like to see If you could go back in time Daz's 94 oh. Wraith Rovers oh. team Documentary that, I think that's an entirely I think that's that, an entirely Different would, type of TV That would be that, an 18 That would be an 18 You wouldn't be, be able to Let the kids watch, watch it I'll tell you what it's, uh, How times have changed in, they, in those days Gordon I used to get sent Thongs Obviously a bit uncomfortable But now I get sent pla- <laughs> pla- pla- Plastic <laughs> ones <laughs> I did not see that no. coming <laughs> Let's move on Please, please, please Please, mic's off um, Brian is obviously A glutton for punishment Because Brian's a Falkirk fan And he says It would have been very entertaining To have a documentary at Falkirk Over the last four years Imagine that scene That was a statement Not a question All that The oh, Q&A uh, yeah. With the proper cameras there yeah. And oh yeah, that would have been quite I'm, something. I'm thinking other clubs that have been in the news for different reasons. It's, it's just so much drama in the Scottish football well, I mean, over the, the past the, couple the of PC years. did the Hearts one, and it, ah, it was a bit. It was the, um, at the time, if you know, because the storylines were good because it was the you know the COVID backdrop and the vote and, and yeah. relegated nobody, and so nobody on. Nobody can do it like the big hitters like Amazon and Netflix. Mm. Those have got it down to a T. Those have got the money to to invest. And proper footage 24 hours a day That's what you need To make these Documentaries So watchable What about one of breaking The slide from the championship <laughs> To the Highland League Within the space of about Four seasons or whatever Well it is. I'm available <laughs> If there's any hefty contract offers Out there from the big TV companies I'll tell the story How not to win a game How not to <laughs> That'd be the The sort of The, the subheading Yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you know what scene Would have been Made great viewing For a Netflix breaking documentary What's that? In the bo- in, just t- tell us one more time So the cameras are there It's high definition Close up In the boardroom On the night where you get the fancy Electronic advertising boards in <laughs> <laughs> Remember that See the rubbish you had to put all the- <laughs> You know get the electronic board With because a rat the con- the, con- the context is Fans can't get in yeah. Everyone's exploring streaming options Pay per view TV can you make money So you guys at Breakin Go and get the fancy <laughs> Along the hedge The, the advertising boards uh, But then what happened Tell us about the cameras and Yeah so the, the camera It was installed No cameraman It followed the ball It was programmed to follow A moving thing What was it called <laughs> Pixelate or something And something it was meant to follow Yeah follow so, the so ball So it just followed the ball around it, It's programmed to follow the ball And uh, <laughs> unfortunately Somebody put A rat on the on the electronic scoreboard that was running the full length of the pitch, and the camera just started falling. 
<laughs> I must say it was better than the action we were serving up in the pitch. It was moving faster than some of the players. Aye, so, <laughs> I'll sign that. So, oh. so again, if we're thinking Netflix yeah. here, everyone's really chuffed. Everyone's <laughs> really chuffed. <laughs> oh, I've lost it. Everyone's chuffed about this big money making <laughs> I, honestly, enterprise. Gordon, I cannot believe when they told me. Uh, we had the electronic so What was the, so what was the, so what was the reaction? Oh, we, are, we are getting up in the world here <laughs> <laughs> I was only What's the reaction afterwards? Well after that uh, Someone said to me I said can I get the footage? And they says we've got a problem So they didn't tell me at the time What the problem was And then they told me The supporters who'd subscribed to this Had a problem downloading it It was a couple of days later They said the problem was a rat And I said Wait They showed me I thought this is uh, This is ridiculous between that and Davy turning up trying to get in the team, That's uh, true. my time was numbered. Could have been the that, place. That, 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 I, I want to watch that. Get Netflix, <laughs> and then him selling his tracksuit and a charity, charity shop. shop. That's how it ends. That's, that's, how that's how it the. Ends. That's, that's the, the closing scene. <laughs> that's it's, it's, it fades to black and white. Sad piano music as Mark Wilson goes to Bernardo's on Great Western Road and hands in his. Oh, his I would watch that. Even if I was in it, I would watch it. Oh, this is where it's come. To. Roberto's got a great shout. Documentary on our broth, the oh Campbell comedy gold. Oh, that would be good. You that need the old bleak machine on that, though, would you know? Ah, would be, surely that's the point. It's no holds oh, barred. No holds barred. Yeah, see all. Ah, that would be good. Yeah, but mm. I think you're right. A country, uh, a club that's on the the up, a real project. Um, but certainly the the dramas here in Scottish football. I'd love to see it. I would. Be something else, wouldn't it? That's some good suggestions so far And I like it That's why our listeners Are great at these things Because it's so easy to, Yeah of course Who wouldn't Who wouldn't watch a Celtic Or Rangers one With all the drama That mm. goes on um, But so many stories Down there Unbelievable I, th- I think the breaking Of a broth Will do for me <laughs> <laughs> oh. And watching them Getting sacked That would be The highlight for me Oi. Ah <laughs> oh, well dismissed <laughs> Well I was I told terminated. I told you were no longer Yeah wanted. it was a mutual agreement <laughs> Between the board I wasn't involved in the agreement I just get told uh, Yeah <laughs> The rat story is outrageous It really is because yes. the, well, There was the one at Inverness Where it kept following the linesman's bald that, that head That was great Because it, it was great. mistaking that for the ball yeah. oh, that's, that? oh that's right I do remember yeah. I'll tell you um, what They could have they could have made one at Wraith Rovers When I was a manager there With the French lads <laughs> oh, Black and white in your day though, would we, it had, we had Gordon Brown About the club That's true the, Yeah God, What? Gordon, oh he's a Future Rover Prime fan. Minister yeah, In your office What was he doing? Who's in was he speaking to you? I, I was Can you that. imagine That meeting of minds? Hold on a minute <laughs> <laughs> How long have we got here? He, he, what were you and Gordon Brown Talking about? I, I've no idea Right He came in my office Before a game Did they know who you were? I didn't know who he was. Never mind did he know who he's I was. He's a Wraith fan. He's, he's going to know who the he, Dazzler is. And he's standing there and there's people all around the corridors and he's having a chat away and I'm looking, going, oh, come on, I've got a team talk to do here. Yeah, and all the French lads. And Elka brought these French boys and honestly, I could write a book about these boys. <laughs> he's told me the story. See, honestly, see, like, I get like getting caught up in politics is not everyone's bag. That's fine. He takes it to a new... Level, so I would love to have seen this. You should have heard his uh, sort of assessment of Boris Johnson, Partygate, and, and all that the other hmm. day when we were travelling in. And that, that'd be wow. quite something because it's something you never really talk about. I've never heard you talking about that no. situation, so yeah, I'd like to hear those. Anyway, let's bring in uh, Willie who's in Parkhead. What's on your mind tonight, Willie? Uh, not a lot, not a lot, but what, what I'm looking for my new signings, if they had to run running. 
we'll have nothing to worry about if we do a Kyogo we'll have nothing to worry about all these new boys and that's my opinion on it so hopefully yeah. they can do a bit of you know, hit the gun running and we'll be fine So you know, the, the sort of theme if you like earlier from Ange Postacoglu was that's it as it stands that the business is done so you're happy with that you think good to go for the second half of the season yeah definitely and then we've got the other window to look forward to if we need it so so we'll look forward to that if we need it yeah I mean I guess after summer Mark most people said ah well Celtic's rebuild wasn't going to happen in one window yeah. is it going to happen too is it still more than that surely I you, think, you, yeah, I think you need more than that <clears throat> I think it does said it right at the start it's going to take um, a few windows to have a fair crack at the whip got to say in his first window he's done pretty well in terms of the signings he made with Joe Hart and Kyogo obviously Jota came in and Juranovic they've all taken to the club pretty well um, second window done his business early and like Willie says there the big test is these games coming up so the, the big test will be or, or the first glimpse will be in Monday night who plays you know do these guys who have come into the club do they go into Hans Postacoglu thinking right away to go into the squad that will be the interesting thing I think everybody will be looking forward to seeing the team selection uh, but it will take a bit of time you know wherever he's went it's taking him time to build a squad and it's only fair he gets that time um, as long as things don't go disastrous then I think the Celtic fans will always have I mean, to faith be, to, to be fair he's backed he has been backed Gordon there's, there's no doubt mm. about that I just wonder if sometimes it's easy to forget that the success rate from recruitment is not always that high. Even for good, successful teams. If you want to stick with Celtic, go back to that tre- quadruple, treble winning, all conquering team. Still made loads of dud signings because it's just, it's impossible to get them all right. At the moment, Stephen Gerrard came in and, and built and built and built, and Rangers. Did well in Europe And it culminated in a, a league win An undefeated league win In a very good place You still don't get them all right Jack mm. Simpson is probably going to leave Is John Lundstrom going to leave? Not sure um, Does the new manager uh, Fancy him There was another example That's just dropped Straight out of my head um, From recent times So you just, you just can't get them all right So Even if you say Oh, oh yeah Andrew's been backed He's brought in ex-players they just are not all going to work, are they? It can't, it can't no, happen. No, 100%. Um, but the one thing I like about Celtic and uh, Postacoglu is most of these signings he knows very well. It's his signings, Gordon. A lot of clubs have this structure now that it comes from above the signings. The coach get hand, handed them. You know, it might not be their first pick. But Postacoglu's had a big say in this. So he knows these players inside out. You're right, they could fit into Scottish football. Kyogo Jota has been absolutely brilliant. Starfelt, for me, is, is taking his time. I think he's getting better all the time. Um, so there, there'll be players that will hit the ground running. There'll be other players that, in about three or four weeks, will have fans on from all clubs saying, look, he wasn't what we thought he was going to be. But I think you've got to give everybody that time. I think the transfer window... It's been a good one for most clubs And I'm just excited to see what happens on Monday I think it goes without saying Mark Stating the obvious It's just about getting More right than you get wrong Or much more right than you get wrong Did anyone at the time really care that I don't know Doris de Vries didn't work out at Celtic Obviously not when you're holding trophies at the end of the season Did any Rangers fans feel critical of the club Because Jack Simpson hasn't really worked out No I don't think so If, If you get more right than you get wrong And a 
are significantly more right than you get wrong then Fair yeah enough. you're you're doing pretty well but the ones you get right I think have to make a lasting impression as well you know it's a difference between getting guys right who do a decent job or actual stars Kyogo obviously because he's the most recent one six months <laughs> Ange Postecoglou has got that pretty bang on and he'll be hoping the other three can make an impact as much as Kyogo has done but that's very difficult you're right very difficult to get right there will always be players who fall by the wayside um, and that's what I guess makes it exciting when the league kicks back off all the fans will be going along looking for their new signings to see how they adapt in the early stages of the, of the season here Anything else you want to get off your chest, Willie, before we wish you good night? Yeah. What I'd like to say well done to the boys for Capital for what they're doing to now help all these gentlemen. And what's happening in the east end of Glasgow, there's a wee company called Menself. Right. They're doing the same kind of thing. So what what really? Menself are doing? We've done walks, we've done groups, we've done Zoom mingles and, and it's helped thirty eight families and the amount of people who's helped with mental health has been unbelievable. And I'd like a big thank you to a boy called Jim Malcolmson mm-hmm. from Menself. And to a boy who's organised everything. And as I say, what he done, he raised funds for 84 kids to get a voucher for Christmas. And I think it's well done to him. So a big thank you from everybody in the groups. Brilliant, Willie. I can hear it means a lot to you. Thanks for, for bringing that up. Thanks for, for sharing it. Always like to hear... You know, the power that can be done in football and communities and you're right we had the Morton community on uh, recently and it's great to hear other people doing such good work Take, look after yourself Willie hopefully we'll speak soon cheers mate good man that was Willie uh, in Parkhead 0141 um, right so can you name me the 10 players with 8 or more English Premier League goals so far this season you've got Manny Salah Ronaldo Vardy Antonio West Ham Antonio West Ham Good shout Yeah well I done t- I, tell you, I think one's just passed there The boy is playing with Liverpool Is it Jota? Jota? Mm. Yep He's got 10 Okay we'll leave it there We'll get the rest of the answers next Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here It's 0141 951 1025 And Twitter is at Clyde SSB um, mm. We are also asking you for Well you two in here mm. For your answers to this full time teaser And for you the listener We want mm. your questions That's the way it works In the full time teaser You send the questions in And we try and catch the pundits out with the answers So full time at Clyde1.com If that's the kind of thing that floats your boat Stephen in Rutherglen tonight Wants you to name 10 players Who've got 8 or more English Premier League goals This season Manny, Salah, Ronaldo, Vardy, Antonio, Jota. It's got to be a Man City one in there, surely. Well, I'd say Goodenland. Sterling. Sterling. He's only got seven. Who? Sterling. Goodenland. No. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you just called him, but anyway. I'm going to go down. I'm, I, I look at Crystal Palace. Gallagher, a boy, Connor got. He scored a few. Six. Saha. Wait, what are you looking at Crystal Palace for? Because they've scored. Go- Saha? No. No? No. Benteke. No, what is this obsession with Crystal Palace? I don't know, I'm working my way around about the London clubs. What okay. about... Uh, Jesus, no one, oh, no. What about... Oh, no, I played with Newcastle. Callum Wilson? No. What? <laughs> I'm thinking centre-forward. Who else scored? for West Ham? West Ham has scored a few. No. Antonio's the only one. Antonio's the only one. Um, 
Um, um, um, we've not got a Man City one. We've not got a Chelsea one. Who says? It's got to be Chelsea. Say, who says? It's got to be a Chelsea one. Got to be. There could they could just Mason be spreading Mount. their goals. He's got seven. Oh, good try. Telling you. Right, let's yeah. bring in Stephen in Canvas Lang, who is a Motherwell fan. What is on your mind as a Motherwell fan, Stephen? Stephen, can you hear us? Say that again? No, absolutely not, because you're too smart for these two. Hello? Can you hear us okay? Doesn't he sound too smart for it's us? Lukaku one? No, he's not. Well, I'm glad you got it wrong. <laughs> Said that half hour ago, Stephen. Well done, Stephen. Sure, and Stephen. Don't you listen to them, Stephen, right? What's your point tonight? Uh, I just want to see how well Graham Alexander's done. Um, he's come in, he's finally deserved his contract. Uh, I think that fans can often fuck with the phone up to complain about managers so I thought I'd come up and give somebody a bit of credit for the change he's um, got the third highest point tally for this in the league uh, the 1% he's in the high 40s and um, I will because I've gone for strength to strength so I just wanted to say well done to Graham really Yeah some v- very fair points made um, what, what does that say Stephen about the level of of confidence and the, the appreciation for the job that he's done given the, that long contract Well, I think it just shows you that he's enjoying his time at the club and that the club are enjoying having him there. Um, I mean, he gets sacked at Salford when he was unbeaten, which I think Gary Neville's come out and said in Sky Sports uh, that he made a referral that he'd sacked a manager that he shouldn't have sacked. I'm assuming he was referring to Graham Alexander when he said that. So, uh, thankfully, Salford's loss has been no gain. And I'm that confident with the football that we're playing and the players that he's brought in that if he stays for the duration of the contract... I will get to see Mother will win a cup in the next, in, within the duration of this contract. It's a big statement. What did you make of the contract, Gordon? Uh, well deserved, I think, I've got to say. Uh, we heard Alan Burroughs talking about it the other night in the show. He seems to think that Alexander's a fit for Motherwell. He likes the way he goes about his business. He's obviously getting the results. Gordon, as Stephen said there, the fans are, are happy with the style of football. He's had his ups and downs at the beginning, but he's won most of them over now. Um, I think Motherwell are a very attractive side to watch, very decent side, and uh, it's getting better and better, so I think it was well rewarded. Stats can be misleading sometimes, Mark, but I'm not sure you can argue with many of them. A calendar year is a good body of work. It's 12 months, third highest points total in the country, behind the obvious big two. Um, as Stephen says, it's 47, something like that, percent. Mm-hmm. Win record, uh, win percentage. Yeah, I I think he's done a remarkable job. I really do. You think before he took over, uh, Motherwell certainly had their ups and downs. They had their highs uh, in previous years. Went through a lull. Graham Alexander comes in. I thought he transformed the club. Um, Yet Stephen is right. He still took a fair bit of stick from some uh, from some sections of the Motherwell support and. You only have to look at his record, as you say. You pointed at the points tally, and where he's sitting right now in the league, sandwiched between Hearts and Hibs. Um, I think if you're a Motherwell fan, you've got to be delighted with that. It's a big statement Stephen makes about a cup win. Is that unrealistic? Well, probably not. I mean, when you look at Motherwell in the past, in the last what ten years, how they've done in cup competitions. It's not that far. Yeah, yeah, I mean, lost a lot of finals, had, lost yeah. all, but no, but you've always got to hope a, a cup. You look at St Johnston they won a double mm. and they're sitting bottom of the league. Uh, Stephen, two and a half weeks left of the window. Do we see uh, Tony Watt in a Motherwell strip again? 
Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think uh, there was only 500 fans in. And the last game we were at a boxing day, you could audibly hear some of the stick that he was getting um, there. Um, I don't think that his head will be in it, particularly with the stick that he's getting. Uh, and in terms of him leaving, he's got every right to go and make himself more money. Right, because then he's in any frame of job would do the same thing. But I, what, where I don't think he's helped himself is pointing to the badge, saying that he's a happy he's been at a club. And then it looks very much like Motherwell supporters, despite the, the, the higher finances that he'll be getting. It's kind of a sideways step and a slap in the face after these comments, to be honest. What do you make of that? Um, I think at the time Tony loved Motherwell um, He had a great time there And I think Motherwell fans loved him as well I, I, I'm sad to hear that The 500 fans I'm not saying mm. the full 500 fans But some of them were given a, Tony Watt's been terrific Stephen's right It's a short-lived career this You've got to earn as much money as you can He's been given a good contract at Dundee United I wish him all the best I've got a lot of time for Tony Watt I think he's a fantastic mm. player I think he's a fantastic guy And I hope he does well at Dundee United The beauty of football though Mark Is it's, it is like any other job in some respects And it's also not like, like any other job And there's so much emotion attached when, when you've got a fan base Stephen is acknowledging of course Go and make yourself more money Absolutely fine but you don't have to you don't have to like it and and Stephen's referencing you know pointing to the badge or I think there was a couple of um sort of pretend signing of contract type celebrations mm. going on before that's yeah. the bit that stings yeah, well it does sting um but negotiations were ongoing then he, he may have thought he was he was going to stay at Motherwell an offer would have came that would have kept him which didn't um I don't agree with this notion that if a player says he loves the club and then he leaves that club that he automatically doesn't love the club and he's been lying all along. Tony Watt can still go to Dundee United and still play for Dundee United but he can still look at Motherwell fondly and love the club. Do you disagree with that, Stephen? No, no, I totally get that but uh, you can love the club but I just think maybe saying it publicly you know how fickle football fans can be he's opening himself up to that stick for doing that. Whereas if he just keeps his mouth shut and he goes, well, look, well, fair enough. He wants to move for more money, which everybody's got the right to do. And see, to be honest, if he goes to Dundee United and does well, fair play to him, because that means get him in the Scotland squad, and I want to see Scotland do well as well. So, oh, very magnanimous, so Stephen. Yeah. In the yeah, end, very honest. Steven. Yeah, I would love to see, I would love a player to come out like Tony Watt and say, look, I love Motherwell, however, I'm getting X amount times my money here. Doesn't mean yeah. I, I don't love Motherwell, but I need to look after no, myself that, because I'm that, getting in the twilight years. Stephen's point that we put that to Stephen. He's saying he's he can he's fine to, to love it, but it was the impression that was given off is what's annoyed Stephen. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Tony may not have known what was on the table for mm. Dundee United, so his intentions may have been I'm At signing time, for yeah. Motherwell. Yeah, however, things happen very quickly in football, and players are presented things out the blue sometimes, and I guess that's what's happened with Tony. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you, Stephen. It was nice to hear from you, Stephen and Canvas Lang, a Motherwell fan on 01419511025. And that is just about it. I think we will round off tonight's teaser mm. then. Let's see if you can come up with the remaining answers. Ten players who've got eight or more English Premier League goals this season. Manny, Salah, Ronaldo, Vardy, Antonio Jota, four to get. Long. Nope. Ings. Nope. Chris Wood. Nope. Bought him for 25 Got to buy him for a goal score uh, Obama Yang 
Yeah, you are struggling. What about Arsenal? Who do you say there? Aubameyang. All right. Yeah, you're right team. But he, come on, he's he's getting the Smith Tories low goals. Smith Rowe, yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, got that one. Yep. Okay, well done. Who Another else? Arsenal one. No. Right, Man City. No, believe it or not. Man United. Also no. You've got Ever. Ronaldo. It's got to be. Oh, for goodness' sake, you're just going um, through the clubs here. Yeah. Tottenham. Yes. Song. Tottenham. Song. Song. Son. Yeah. I song. I come song. Yeah. Okay. Oh, these are br- yeah. You'll never get these. Okay, there play for go. Brighton, Leeds. Oh, oh Rafinha, Rafinha, Rafinha. Well done. Yeah. And Watford. Oh, um, I don't know. Dini. <laughs> <laughs> looks sort of like that. See, Emmanuel no. Dennis. Never heard him. No chance. No, thank you. No, that was a that was a tough one. Ah, there we go. Thank you, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL. Thank you for all your calls and your tweets and your company. We will be back tomorrow night from six. Hugh Evans, Kenny Miller. What will tomorrow bring? Hopefully, some more transfer news. I've got a feeling it could be a busy day tomorrow. Basing it on not a great deal, but let's hope for the best. We'll see you at six tomorrow. And Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>